Amen. I thank you for your prayers. I thank Pastor Adrian. I thank Sister Wendy, Brother Vaughn, and Sister Sandra to minister effectively when we are not here. Put your hands in appreciation together. Amen. I believe you can say one thing in our absence. You've still been fed. The word of God. Amen. This is a word house. Hallelujah. Numbers 24 from verse 15. The, the story in Numbers 24 from verse 15 is a scenario where the king of Moab wanted to defeat Israel and he could not have defeated Israel. So he went and he called a prophet, a prophet by the name of ba Balaam. And he wanted Balaam to curse Israel. And when he cursed Israel, he believes that when there's a curse, you'll be defeated. It, we, uh, so he understands that when they, they're cursed, defeat is inevitable. And so he hires, he, he finds Balaam to uh, the king of Moab. And if, uh, I think his name is Balak, if my situation, my information is correct. And he wants to defeat Israel. And so we understand that he decides... That if I can get Balak to invoke the presence and invoke a curse on Israel, we will defeat them. And, and, and that's in the Bible to show you that if the curse is upon your life, he thinks that you will be defeated. Now, we have told every one of you you're not cursed, but you are blessed. We don't need to go back to that again. Uh, well, should I lay the foundation again? Galatians chapter 3. Go there for me. I think we want 1 to 0 in verse 13. Galatians chapter 3. Thank you very much. I was telling some people free recently in Africa because uh, a lot of the preachers like to tell the people that they're cursed and all this different stuff. And I want to show you that uh, you're not. And so the Bible said, Christ at what? Redeemed us from what? The no, I'm not going to go further again because I said the word redeem. And I'm tempted to go a little further because the history of being redeemed, the one who had to redeem you was next to kin. It had to be a family member who redeemed you. Anyone was not qualified to redeem you. You remember the story concerning Ruth and when they wanted to get the, the field and Boaz had to find next of kin. So when we see this word redeemed, understand you, the one who's redeemed you sees you that you're next to kin. I hope you heard what I just said. The one who was redeeming us is the one who sees us and is related to us. Hallelujah. You are not a foreigner. You, you're connected to Christ. Oh, just a few people heard that this morning. So when we talk about redemption, hallelujah, and you sing my Redeemer liveth, you're singing somebody who's next to you, who's qualified with the resources. Amen. To set you free. Uh, verse 13, Galatians 3. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Amen. Christ had redeemed us from what? The curse of the law because the law identifies sin. And sin produces death. And so the Bible said Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a what? Curse for who? For us. For it is written and you can't change that. Thank you Jesus. And this morning, in the old, under the law, it was written on stones, but today, it's written on our hearts. So don't let anybody change that. It is written. You got to remember that when you use the term, it is written, you know victory is going to be inevitable. 
Because every time the devil comes to Jesus, he said, it is written. You see, you don't seem to be reading this book I'm reading. And he could not have understood that because Jesus was the embodiment of the book. And so when he says it is written, he said, anywhere you turn from me, you want to find it is written. Because what was written on stone, I am now the chief cornerstone. I'm the chief cornerstone. And it's now I'm the manifestation of what is written. So every time the enemy comes up, he said, it is written. Hallelujah. Man shall not live. And then he comes back and he says, it is written. And you must know what's written in your heart. You must know what's written in your heart. And so the Bible says for it is written, curses everyone that what? Hang it on a tree. And I glad the Bible didn't end there. That. Amen. Amen. All of that happened, that. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That the blessing of who? We're not going to go to the blessing of Abraham. No, you're not going to get me to go there. But in Genesis chapter 13, the Bible says Abraham was very rich. And oh, hallelujah. In cattle, gold, and silver. Amen. So you are supposed to participate and partake of the blessing of Abraham. Is, is anybody here? So you got to know what a blessing of Abraham is to know that you have it. That the, one of the blessings of Abraham, that irrespective of how far you come, and God give you a promise, he's going to bring it to pass. Even as long as it takes. One of the blessings of Abraham is that God would not give up on the end. And so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon a people who are excluded. So the blessing of Abraham is now available to us. Yes. Amen. Amen. You didn't hear me this morning. That the blessing of Abraham might come on. Don't tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Something is about to come on you. Oh, let me change that. Let me change that. Say neighbor. Something is coming on you. How that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Alright. So we understand that it was under the law. And so Balak believes that he can defeat. Now I read this here. How many believe this verse? How many believe this verse? Are you, are you with me? Now when you get into Numbers 22, 23, 24... Balak finds Balaam and he wants Israel to be cursed. Because he believes that when you curse them, they could be defeated. Now I've read this verse to show you that you are blessed. Therefore, you are, that's why the Bible says in Paul, ye are more than, finish it for me. Exactly. So it's not something living out there. The blessing makes you victorious. Go back to Numbers 24 for me, please. Hallelujah. Numbers 24. Numbers chapter 24. Numbers chapter 24. Thank you. But let's just jump in from verse 1. I really want verse 15, but I'm going to go to verse 1. And when Balaam saw that it pleased God, pleased the Lord to 
bless Israel. <laughs> so don't let nobody come to tell you this morning. No, no, listen, stay in the word. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Don't let no preacher come to tell you that God don't want you to be blessed. Look what the Bible said. No, when it's what? Go ahead. Is the Lord sad when you're blessed? No, 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 no. The Bible shows us, and when Balaam saw that it what? Please the Lord to bless who? Is anybody here has overcome anything? Is anybody here who God has changed the name from Jacob to Israel? Is some, anybody here who's had a, a rough night sleeping on a stone? And God, you turn your stone, your hard place, into something good. Is, is anybody here today who had an experience in God? And you didn't know it was God, but God gave you a second opportunity. And the Bible said, when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he went not as at other times to seek for enchantments, but he set his face towards the wilderness. It's time to go. Next verse, verse 2. And Balaam lifted up his eyes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And Balaam lifted up his eyes. Is anybody here this morning? And when he lifted up his eyes, he saw Israel abiding in his tents according to their tribes. Now, I don't have time, but let me give you a quick understanding. In the, the, Israel had a certain way that they camped. They camped in a certain way. The center of everything was the tabernacle. The tabernacle always faced east. And the tabernacle faced east. And the tribes were camped around the tabernacle. And different standards. And they had basically four standards. Basically, I, I can't remember all the standards. But I know one standard was Judah. I think the next standard was Dan. And they, they camped around. Now get this because you're going to understand this. And how they camped. Balaam looked at them. And he saw when Israel camped. Abided in the stands. According to their tribes. What he saw from a, a view above. Was them in the position of a cross. They, I hope you understand. He saw them and he saw the cross. He was able to look down and see into the future. And what he was seeing is us. Because the cross didn't mean anything to them. But the cross is for us. That's why Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ. And he saw Israel according to the trap and the spirit of God came upon him. Oh, hallelujah. And he took up the parable and he said, jump down quickly to verse 50 now. Please. I'm out of time. And he took up his parable and Balaam, the son of Beer, had said, the man whose eyes are open. So you understand how he could have seen Israel camping. When everybody saw a camp, he saw a type. He able to see in that type was a cross that will take care of the sins of the people. And he goes on to say this. That's what he saw. And the Bible said, And he said, Richard heard the words of God and knew the knowledge of the Most High, which saw visions of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open, I shall see him. This is where I want to get to this morning. 
Oh, thank you, Jesus. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come, oh, thank you, Jesus. There shall come, somebody say come. I need to thank God this morning that where we could not have gone, he came. There shall come a star out of Jacob. Now that's the, that's the last place you expect a star. I hope you heard me this morning. In all who Jacob is, that's the last place you expect light. That's the last place you expect because a star was light. A star was a messenger. A star determined seasons. Genesis chapter 1 verse 13. And the star was there. But out of Jacob came a star. And I want to assure somebody here this morning that there's still something coming out of you. Out of Jacob. Balaam stands up and he says, I shall see him, but not now. Simply put, I know a crisis about to come. I've seen the cross. I've seen a revelation. In the spirit, my eyes are open. I will see him, but it's not in my time. But we need to thank God what we are seeing is in our time, is in our day. I shall see him, but not now. And this morning, he doesn't want us to be like Balaam. Where too long the church has been like Balaam, everything we have seen is afar off. It's time our future comes become our present. It's time something happened. And so may God open your eyes and cause you to understand even before your fully transition, your full transformation, light is coming out. Hallelujah. And you will begin to see something happening in your life. Somebody would have called Jacob a conniver, a deceiver. All that's happening but guess what? A star still came forth. Hallelujah. A star. And he's saying, and he's using two dimensions of this. Because when you, he's first doing the genealogy. That out of Jacob's genealogy, Jesus will come. Jesus will come. But he goes a little further. Out of all that Adam had done because of disobedience it caused Christ to come to come sorry it caused Christ to come and so hear me this morning there's a star coming forth hallelujah it's a star of direction a star of revelation a star of purpose a star of knowing your season out of Jacob and this morning somebody says to you, you are Jacob. I come to say there's still hope. There's still hope. Out of Jacob shall come a star. 
Go with me to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Let's jump in at verse 4. And when he had gathered all the chief priests as Herod and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Somehow something is happening and only a few people are aware. 